This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as fire as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, Please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, very Test member, for making this program possible. Tonight's special guest was a sports anchor, news anchor, reporter, documentary producer, writer, PBS host, truth seeker, and co-creator of Conscious Media Network. It is a treat for me, as I'm sure it will be for you. Regina Meredith is tonight's very special guest. We'll discuss her amazing journey, which is very inspirational and enlightening, as she calls it, her solo journey. Regina Meredith will be with us shortly. To listen to the full interview, just go to VeritasRadio.com and click on the subscribe link. You'll receive your login immediately. Remember, Veritas is censorship and commercial free and survives on your voluntary subscriptions only. Imagine if you had to listen to commercials every few minutes. This can only happen with your help. Become a member today. And visit the Veritas store, where you can find a lot of our products. To get in touch with me, click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, get ready to open a window and see the world through the soul's perspective. Regina Meredith's journey takes the fear out of understanding humanity's deepest roots and reflects back our true entitlement to limitless creation. 
How did the human species come into creation? Do we choose our gene pool? Why do we as humans require outside guidance? Why is alternative healing an alternative when even medical doctors send their difficult patients there as a last resort? Why do we take away from the children when we should give them a voice? How do we break the hypnosis and unearth our own truths? For this and much more, Regina Meredith is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. This is David Icke, and you're listening to Veritas. Regina Meredith is a woman who chose to live on planet Earth at a time when most astounding awakenings to knowledge of all kinds is unfolding. For the past three decades, Regina has chased stories from environmental degradation, spiritual unfolding, conscious eating, government cover-ups, extraterrestrial contact, and much more. As both a journalist and as a human being, one of the major statements of her professional life has resulted in the creation of Conscious Media Network, which is a co-venture with her husband, Scott. They have been broadcasting for over five years, and the journey has expanded the richness of their lives beyond compare, taking them to parts of the world and parts of the mind that they feel privileged to have experienced. And to learn more about Regina Meredith, Conscious Media Network, and her new book, Solo Journey. Visit her website at reginameredith.com and cnn.tv. And directly from the Sierra foothills of California, I would like to welcome, and I'm so privileged to welcome back Regina Meredith to Veritas. Hello, Regina. Welcome back. How are you? Oh, hello, Mel. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on. It's good to speak with you again. We had a lot of fun last time up at James's place. That's right. It's my pleasure. And that's why I said welcome back. In case anybody, if, if you go to our section of our website, uh, Veritas TV, you'll see a video that that uh, that I took last year at uh, James Gilliland's ranch. And it was a, a good opening, a good uh, precursor to this interview. But you recently wrote a book, Solo Journey. Am I saying that right? Yes. Yeah, so S-O-U-L-O, Solo Journey, uh, obviously a little play on words. Absolutely. And Beyond what I read on the bio, and I know a lot of my listeners around the world know who you are, but there may be, may be a few who don't know who you are. Just give us a bit of a background of yourself beyond what I read. Oh, goodness. Um, um, as we'll talk about a little bit later, most likely, uh, there, there are pivotal events in all of our lives that shape who we become, how we think, and how we engage in life. And I think for me that happened at such an early age. I have no idea what I would have been had this event not occurred. And it was one of those things that changes you so fundamentally. And as a result of this, 
I became an independent thinker at a very early age. I did not, I can't recall at all, really, a time in life when I was young that I really gauged my interests, my behavior, or anything um, by anyone else's yardstick. And, you know, obviously we all have a need to be loved and have friendships. But beyond the obvious of enjoying, you know, usually one exclusive friendship at a time, I was a pretty quiet, private person. Um, I spent a lot of my time wandering in my mind to places that some people don't because they're busy either trying to please others, uh, trying to gain something through relationships, and I just didn't have that normal context in life. So I was living more or less in my own little psychological world of exploration. And so when the time came to open up to some of the things that I heard you mention as you were introducing me, there were no uh, barriers to that. There was no resistance. And one thing that I read from your book is that uh, you don't like the word, and this, there's so many similarities in, in what you went through to get where you are, and, and that I like to explore, but you don't like to use the word worship. You don't like to worship, and that's something that I could never understand, because that word, immediately when I hear it, it disempowers me. It gives the power to somebody else, than you think. Absolutely. Uh, and I never have. Uh, even when I was a little girl and had to go to Sunday school every week until I uh, graduated from high school and went away to college, uh, that was part of my background. Is It was uh, church and Sunday school. Even then, I felt this curious kind of relationship in a young mind that hadn't really figured out exactly how things work with uh, I was raised a, a Lutheran, a Missouri Synod Lutheran, which is really quite a dry experience <laughs> for anyone who's had it. Um, but still, I was raised with the consciousness around the entity known as Jesus. And I always thought, privately, this being would be so upset to see how people are using his name to justify this and justify that, you know, and I never had, it was never a matter of worship, even in religion, even with, again, with Jesus in our religion or God. Um, there was a, a kind of a respect and a wondering more than anything if, if there is, if there are intelligent entities who are able to watch over or guide on some level, surely they'd have to be more than anything just either disappointed or embarrassed by what we're, what we're doing here. So that took care of that kind of worship. And then secondly, again, maybe it was because I was um, more or less a loner, but like you say in your experiences, it never felt right to give my own personal sovereignty away in worship of another. And, you know, the interesting thing is we've learned now as all of the structures around us are crumbling and a lot of the people that were considered to be our traditional leaders, and whether it is religion or politics or certainly in the world of business and finance, our icons, we have learned that any worship was misplaced. Um, as these structures have begin revealing for what they are. And it's true on any level. I mean, oftentimes we'll even worship a spouse, which is setting ourselves up for some kind of fall or, or a disappointment in doing so. It's just misappropriated energy to assume that you're lesser and less sovereign on some level as a being than any other being in the universe. And I remember serving as an altar boy from the age of 7 to 17, and then looking behind me and seeing Jesus on the cross and thinking, 
Really? This person wants yeah. to wants to have us in, in fear and in shame all the time? I don't think so. Somebody uh-huh. must have decided that for, for, for him. But 1985, KTXL, Newsroom. Tell us the example of one of the stories you reported during the evening news when you felt you were an agent of bad news. You remember that? Yes. Uh, the one I brought up in the book, and there were many such, uh, many such occasions, but this one really um, struck me because I realized how hopeless it was in terms of relaying any true information and how my hands were tied. In fact, I, didn't, I don't think I put in there that there was a potential lawsuit over my handling of this situation that the station uh, managers had to finesse behind the scenes, and that was... Um, no, no, I'm sorry. That's that one. I didn't put in there. That's a second. That was another one. Let's go with one you're talking about, which had to do with the mass murder of yes. uh, a man who had killed his wife and his children, and then turned the gun on himself. And we've all heard of these situations. But by this time, as I'm reporting this, I mean obviously the images were coming in. The newswire, you know, was reporting the more grisly details. I was aware that I was giving this news to people just as they were getting ready to go to bed at night. And to me, there was something, really, I, I was an agent of bad news, and, and I was really putting people into a mindset to fall into their sleep and dream world with these incredibly heavy negative impressions. Now, that was one part of it. The second part of it was I had already begun my journey of asking a lot deeper questions as to what we are as a soul what our uh, relationship to each other are as souls. And that's what struck me above all else is rather than just writing the story as is, I was, I was wandering and musing to what was the agreement between these souls? You know, was this agreed upon on some level by all of them? Uh, what kind of, we classically call it karma, I call it just balancing of energies, was occurring as a result of this one violent act that wiped out an entire family. And one can speculate all day long, but that's really where my mind was going as you know the, the news would come in across the wire day in and day out. I was always looking to make sense of it on a deeper level. Now, obviously, I couldn't share it. And if I did choose to speak up uh, and use anything other than the modifying terms of allegedly and so forth and any of the other kinds of heinous situations out there. Reportedly, yeah, all of that. Uh, Of course, that's when you get into potential lawsuit situations where a trial could be um, influenced by the reporter, the news anchor, in my case's uh, word. So everything was tempered. Uh, It skewed toward the negative and tempered. But for me, it was really about interfacing with these these dramas of the soul, for lack of a better word, day in and day out, um, that captured my fascination during the process. How did you, a sports anchor, news anchor, reporter, documentary producer, write it, writer and, and PBS host, reconcile your career then with new terms like soul agreements and, and karma? When you discuss a story of... Uh, of mass murder and, 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 and children coming to this earth and and being killed so quickly. How do you reconcile this? Well, as I stated in my book, I had I was already on my path of discovery. And aside from having a lot of more of the paranormal types of experiences and developing some of those aspects of myself, 
I had also come into contact with a source of information that, for lack of a better description, was, I would compare it to be very, very similar to what Edgar Casey was. Mm-hmm. Now, Edgar Casey is well documented. Every, you know, everyone in, in our world knows who Edgar Casey is, certainly. Um, the woman the information came to uh, is really kind of lost to history in that sense, and she remained in obscurity um, mostly by choice. And so, although the information was as profound as what has been documented through Edgar Casey, very few people ever had access to it, and I feel very uh, fortunate that timing and circumstance brought uh, me into her life and their life and a few of us together to have a chance to uh, hear a different point of view on pretty much everything. And then again, looking at life from the soul's perspective rather than from our personality, family dynamic, human uh, perspective. And so when I realized that every soul chooses this path they're on. There are no accidents in terms of birth and incarnating. And they were the the entities we spoke with were very, very clear about that. Everyone's here by choice. Everyone has always been here by choice. Um, it started seeping into my understanding that because one is small and immature still in, in a young human body, has nothing to do with what's gone on as a being. Uh, throughout their travels, throughout time and throughout space and the experience they've had. You're talking about oftentimes a very advanced soul or wise soul, sometimes a soul that's had a lot of experience and is choosing to come and balance some things out. What I learned was that to judge another person is absolutely futile because whatever it is you think you see may have very little to do with what they actually are here to do and who they actually are. So this was really critical to my thinking, especially when having to look at how horribly uh, a situation had gone for a little child, particularly with children, because we always think, innocence, how can this happen to an innocent? But if we realize we're all vastly creative, intelligent beings who've been traveling a long time together, then it changes things. It just means you're talking about a small body. And how did you... As a journalist, I think that you try to kill rumor with fact, and you always want to you want to validate and corroborate information. Did you find any validation when you experienced your first session with the, how do you call it, ERA or ARA? Okay, now let me just explain what happened in the first dynamic. There's a being I mentioned in the book called uh, the Guardian. That's not what they call themselves. It's what other beings called that one. Hmm. And so they just left the name as the guardian that was my original contact that's the being that was speaking through the woman uh, known as linda davis and um aura came later on there are dynamics that happen just as with edgar casey he needed to be with certain people in order for his being to be able to completely relax and then connect with the other side, what's on the other side beyond the veil. It was the same with Linda. The relationship with the guardian where she would go into another dimensional field, it was really quite an amazing process of channeling. This was not, a lot of people call channeling uh, or refer to channeling um, when they're actually doing a reading, for example. Channeling is really to give over to a separate 
consciousness entirely. Um, and there's no lens, no filter. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.